Here's a sound everyone should love. Welcome to Trading Forex with Jarrell Coleman. I'm your host. Let's learn some skills to pay the bills. Good, good day. Hello. My name is Michael. I'm calling. I'm talking to you right from Nigeria. Actually, I'm new in Forex trading. And I want to know more about forex trading. Could it be of help to me? Can you read it back from you? I'll be glad to. That message was from Michael, one of my faithful listeners out there in Nigeria, Africa. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving that message to be added to the podcast. I'm going to make sure I do everything I can to record enough material to help you get a good understanding out there of how to navigate these markets. Uh, You guys are getting ready to dive into the first podcast episode I've released since my daughter came home from the hospital back in late August last year. So it's literally been a whole year since I posted an episode. I want to say I appreciate you guys for continuing to play the old episodes. And if you're still here, thanks a lot for being patient and sticking around, staying subscribed to me to release, to receive this new information I'm about to put down on you guys. We're talking about support and resistance today. Hope you guys get to learn and absorb some really helpful information that'll help you get out here on the markets and make some money. Uh, If you are brand new to Forex or unfamiliar with it, a lot of this is going to sound like a foreign language, but fret not. It was the same for me when I first started. So be assured that if you stay committed, stay consistent, this will get easier over time and you'll be cashing out profits in no time. So with no further delay, let's hop into this podcast talking about support and resistance levels. Real quick, let's say you've been listening and you want to get involved with this Forex thing, make some money. First thing you need to do is open up a broker account. Now, whether that be to trade practice money with a demo or real money in a live, A broker account is how you gain access to the Forex market as a retail trader, so you're going to need that. A lot of people ask me who I use personally, and the answer to that is LMFX. Why? If I need help or assistance, I can get a representative on the phone within seconds so I don't have to mess with electronic tickets. They have great spreads. I've had excellent experiences with the execution, deposit, and withdrawal methods. And they even give you an opportunity to earn a portion of the spread you pay them when you execute a trade back in your pocket. So if you want to get started today making trades on the Forex market for money, put this URL in your web browser. www.chooselmfx.com Get signed up, get started today, and I'll see you on the charts. What's up, guys? Today, we're going to be talking about support and resistance, which is definitely one of the imperative topics that you have to understand in Forex. 
It's going to relate to every trading situation you can imagine. So might as well buckle down and get it right. So to start off, support and resistance, basically price barriers. It's going to change the direction of the current trend. So if the price is trending up, resistance may cause it to start to trend down. And if the price is trending down, support might cause the trend to turn up. So I have an illustration here that I'm sitting in front of. It shows a red candle moving down, approaching a line. That line is support. So support lays underneath the price and pushes it upwards. I have an illustration of a green candle moving up from the same line where the red candle stopped moving down. So the price stopped going down and started going up. Resistance, on the other hand, lives above the price. So I have an illustration of a green candle moving up towards a line. It's going to stop at that line, which is resistance. And then I have an illustration of a red candle moving down from the line where the green candle stopped. So resistance sits over top of the price and causes the price to return back down. It's a price barrier. So it basically bounces off the line. So for instance, if I were to draw two lines... And you can imagine the price in between these two lines bouncing up and down. When you were younger, depending on what generation you're from, you might be familiar with a game called Pong, where there are two handles on each side of the ball, and that ball basically bounces back and forth. So you can think of those two paddles as support and resistance. The price is going to dance around and travel in between these two key areas. And then it's going to react to those areas. So that data is consistently going to change. New areas of support and resistance are always going to create themselves. And of course, there are different levels of support and resistance. So you have major levels of support and resistance. You have intermediate levels. You have more insignificant levels. And those levels will present themselves on different time frames just based on how much data you're sitting in front of. So one of my favorite tools to monitor support and resistance with is called pivot points which is a great way to illustrate how support and resistance works so you'll have a chart and what you'll do with pivot points is you're basically highlighting seven areas of support and resistance around the current price so if i draw seven lines
the top three lines are going to be areas of resistance. The bottom three areas are going to be support. And the middle area is going to be what's called the pivot point. So when you're analyzing the trend and you're trying to figure out if the price is trending up or if it's trending down, these areas of support and resistance are going to help you determine what direction the price is moving in. And the pivot point, if you think about the word pivot, it just basically means that you are planning and turning. So that would be the area you would consider a new trend or a reversal area. So if the price is trending down, obviously we're going to be testing areas of support. And in my illustration here, I have the price right underneath the pivot point. So let's just say a downtrend has began. The price is moving down towards the first support area. We're going to call it S1. So once the price approaches an area of support or resistance, and this occasion is going to be support you have three things that can take place. So we're gonna have option A, option B, and option C. So the price is approaching the area of support and resistance. It's either going to be rejected by that area, turning around immediately. It can also do what I consider rubber band in that area, which basically basically means it's going to breach or cross that area of support or resistance. But that support or resistance is going to cause it to turn direction after it crosses that area. And then option C, final option would be breakthrough. So if the price breaks through an area of support or resistance, think of that area as a wall. The harder you punch that wall, the better chance you have of actually puncturing it or breaking through it. So with that in mind, we need strong price action to break through these areas of support or resistance. So option C, is going to be continuation of the trend. Option B is going to be reversal or retracement. And option A is going to be reversal or retracement. Hopefully you can read that handwriting if you're watching the video on YouTube. And if you're listening to me on podcast right now, make sure you go to ColemanTrading.com. Check out my YouTube channel 
and go to this video on support or resistance so you can look at the illustrations as well. But anyway, we got three options. Let's come back to the price movement here on the pivot points right underneath the pivot point area. So option A, the price would either turn around right before it hit that line for S1 or right at the line. That's gonna be a rejection. So the price came down to S1 and moved back up towards the pivot point area. So option B, you have the price line extend itself through the support area, but not far, which you'll usually see a wick present itself as the price returns back above that line, which is what I like to call a rubber band. So imagine the support being a rubber band the price stretching it down a little bit and then bouncing back in the opposite direction, which is what I consider option B, a rubber band. Now option C, of course, would be the breakthrough. This is where you make your big money because when you break through these areas, these significant areas of support and resistance, you usually get a lot of momentum, which means that the price is going to continue to move in that direction. It's been moving in. So if you're in a downtrend, it's going to continue to drop. If you're in an uptrend, it's going to continue to rise. So here on option C, you see the price line approaching that support area and not pausing or stopping. The following candles will more than likely form below that support line as well. And then the price will start to make its way to the next area of support. Of course, if we're talking about an uptrend, this line would have been moving up towards the pivot point and then breaking through that area of resistance and finding upper levels of resistance to break where option A, B, or C would happen. Now, one of my favorite tools I like to use to monitor these areas of support and resistance it's called pivot points. Now, there are many different ways you can highlight these areas on the charts. You can simply look back in history and kind of draw a line over similar areas where candles have rejected. So where the tops of candles line up across the chart or where the bottoms of candles line up across the chart. Uh, a lot of technical indicators are designed to highlight areas of support and resistance for you, like the Ikemoku cloud, which is one of my personal favorites. The shaded area in between the Seiku A and Seiku B barriers are called the cloud, and that entire area is highlighting a heavy area of support or resistance. Of course, if it's on top of the price, it's resistance, and if it's below the price, it's support. But what pivot points do is it's a mathematical equation based on the price history that's going to plot seven areas of support and resistance for you. Three of those areas are going to be resistance. Three of those areas are going to be support. And then you're going to have one area in the middle 
called the pivot point. Now, if you're trying to decide if you're in an uptrend or a downtrend or if a reversal is coming, the pivot point can be very helpful for you. Because as you can imagine, if the price is in an uptrend and it crosses below that pivot point, we could be reversing to a downtrend, even if just in the short term. And vice versa, if we are in a uptrend and the price crosses below that pivot point, we could be turned into a downtrend. So the pivot point is normally where your trend decision will be made. And then those upper and lower levels are meant to be used as landmarks to let you know where the price is most likely headed to next. So right here in this illustration I have on the screen, if you're listening, just try to imagine. The price is currently right below the pivot point, which would tell me that the price is more than likely going to trend down towards levels of support. Now, I have changed the colors of the line so I can recognize them easier. Uh, you can set these yourself the same way. I leave my resistance lines all the same color. Pivot point a separate color in the middle and then the three support lines on the bottom a different color. And as you look at these candlesticks, you can literally see where these lines, I would say reject, but to make it simpler, you can see where these candlesticks align themselves in the areas where these pivot point lines are. So you'll often see a group of candles all get very close to one of these lines before there is a big move. And that's kind of how you use these landmarks to let you know. Of course, you're going to have to do some analyzing on your own to figure out if you're in the up or down trend. But if you're trending up, you're looking for the next line above you. If you're trending down, you're looking for the next line below you. And you can either use this as a reference point to know when to cash out or you can just kind of gauge the momentum of the current trend by how many of these levels and how often these levels are being broken. I hope that makes sense. So that is a wrap for this one. Want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you got some helpful information that'll make you some money in the future. And just so you guys know, I do not script these. I don't write anything down. So what it is you're getting here from this podcast is 100% raw insight from a Forex trader. I happen to know a lot, but I don't know it all. So feel free to leave feedback, any pointers and tips you may have. If you guys are listening with the Anchor app, you can actually leave me voice messages just like Michael did. And I can actually include them on my next podcast for my listeners. So look out for that and feel free to leave feedback when you have an opinion. Thanks a lot. Happy trading.